Namaste and welcome to the introductory episode of Demystifying Mindfulness. My name is Shweta Shivrani and with me is Dr. Paras, a leading life leadership coach who is also the founder of Mindfulness Practitioner, which we'll get to in just a bit. And together, we are going to host this podcast as we delve into the various aspects of mindfulness and lead self-aware, accountable and enriching lives. So, Paras, would you like to begin with sharing with our listeners what our mission is through this podcast series? Namaste, everyone. And yes, Shweta, absolutely. Mindfulness is a crucial element to live an engaging, holistic, and fulfilling life. It is not something that is luxury to the classes. Rather, it should be accessible to the masses. With demystifying mindfulness, our mission is to address challenges that often hold us back from living mindful lives and share actionable insights towards leading fuller lives. Thank you for that, Paras. We've already used the word mindful quite a few times. And since it's going to be a recurring theme in all our conversations, it might be better to spend some time in defining the word mindfulness. Mindfulness is a psychological and spiritual process of evolving and growing awareness of body, mind and spirit. We're observing, questioning and reflecting are the central theme to live in the moment, leading to gain accountability, emotional sensitivity and effective communication with self, others, situations, relationships and environment. It's the ability to detach from fantasies and unconscious patterns like injunctions and drivers from transaction analysis theory by Eric Byrne and create balance and equanimity. You brought in several aspects of mindfulness in that definition, Paras. Could you elaborate a bit more on what you mean when you say self-awareness and accountability? Self-awareness is becoming aware, becoming cognizant of the present moment with present thought, present emotion and present action. Also being able to witness, differentiate the unconscious patterns from the conscious growing awareness. While accountability is the ability of an individual to evaluate and own its decision, behaviors, and actions, and also account others for their own decisions, behaviors, and actions. So account the relationship and the situation. Right. And you mentioned emotional sensitivity. What is it and how is it placed here? How would you define it? Well, emotional sensitivity is the ability to interpret the emotions, acknowledge it, 
and learn to express it functionally and being caring, respecting and being genuine to self and others. Also in mindfulness, communication plays a very vital role and I define it as exchange of information about self to self and others and the interactions influenced by culture, beliefs, family values, parents, emotions, and interpretations. It's like creating a systemic communication pattern to live your story. Lovely. I think I really like the way you mentioned exchange of information about self to self. So you also mentioned something about injunctions and drivers when you define mindfulness. What are they and where do they stem from? Well, injunctions and drivers is from the famous theory of transactional analysis, which blends a lot in mindfulness living. Injunctions are some obligatory messages such as don't be you, don't exist, don't make it, or don't be child, don't grow up, don't do anything, don't be important, don't belong, don't be close, don't be well, don't think, don't feel, and just simply don'ts. Listening to so many don'ts at an early age. One frames in his or her life and chooses to make it a part of their life stories and attaches a value proposition for a payoff. Our injunctions and drivers, decisions and actions complemented to adhere and validate unconscious limited beliefs. Thank you for that, Paras. So, would I be correct in summarizing mindfulness as living in the present? Yes. Living in the present is becoming aware of self, others, and environment in the present moment. That is a now and taking accountability of your decision, void of any preconceived or judgmental thinking. Thank you for that beautiful explanation, Paras. So, as you can see, to be mindful in our day-to-day lives, we need to have high levels of self-awareness and congruency in our thoughts, feelings and actions. And that is exactly what we'll cover in our series of episodes. Understanding the importance of emotions, making a mindful living, overcoming procrastination, connecting to the deeper you, balancing the masculinity and femininity within self, talking to your inner child, understanding your shadows, and many more. The podcast, though, is just one series of content that Paras has created for Mindfulness Practitioner. Would you like to take them through what Mindfulness Practitioner actually is and why mindfulness specifically? Mindfulness is a holistic learning process, Shweta. Individuals will find this as an alternate process to live life to the fullest. 
mindfulness is a psychological and spiritual process that helps an individual evolve and be completely aware of the body, mind and soul. With mindfulness, one learns to observe, question and reflect every moment. This enables every mindfulness practitioner to develop accountability, emotional sensitivity and improve communication with self and others. This is an exceptionally powerful tool that enables every individual who signs up for the program to adopt a completely new mindset. The individual learns to move away from self-harming negative thoughts to alter the mental framework to a more positive one that adds value to each day. Mindfulness is about bringing your focus to your current state of mind and being completely aware of your mental state. This is a mind training practice that involves bringing the attention on your experiences, your emotions, your thoughts and your sensations right in the present moment. Put simply, the more you train your mind to pay attention to what you're experiencing as you experience it, the faster you will learn to turn the attention away from the mindless chatter. You learn to pause, breathe and choose your response as well. With mindfulness, you learn to make choices which are appropriate for you by being conscious at every level. So mindfulness practitioner training is useful to unlock everything you naturally possess and make it readily available to you on a daily basis. In fact, there is a growing research showing that when you train your brain to be mindful, you're actually remodeling the physical structure of your brain. Wow, that is fascinating, Paras. So, could you tell us a bit about your journey? How did it all start? Your story of how you came about setting up this brand and your vision with it. Oh yes, it's, it's just going to the past tense. So at the age of 10, I hit my existential stance. Curiously asking myself, what is life? Why do we behave the way we behave? What makes one happy or sad? I also started questioning about what is the purpose of doing things in life? Or what is my purpose? Which got me to quest of gaining loads of flowing knowledge challenging myself at various levels like identity, ego, limiting beliefs, values, competencies, actions or behaviors. Escaping to religious rituals, spiritual practices. And I also underwent lots of personal transformation. I was constantly in search of the key 
towards these ideas and thoughts, I was gaining some mysterious insights. And I was trying to connect the dots between thoughts, emotions and actions. I have been practicing various meditative techniques to feel and experience more about these insights. Didn't tag these experiences with a name. I then had a desire to connect people to their own self and I realized what I was doing was all about mindfulness which teaches philosophy, psychology, sociology, spirituality and this desire took a shape in the year 2018 when I went for a spiritual tour and in the middle of the night I woke up I still remember that evening and my unconscious made me see here and made me feel that I need to come up with something that can empower others and transform generations by having congruency in thinking, feeling about one's thoughts, emotions and actions. And that's how I named the experience as mindfulness and launched a mindfulness practitioner program further branching out to retreats, also mindfulness practitioner app on its way October 2020, have also created a mini ebook and will be launching a new book in the year 2021 on the same and recently launched Mindfulness Living Psychometric Assessment for people to learn more about themselves. Also, Mindfulness Practitioner Word has been trademarked so that learners feel the authenticity as well as unique and plan an alternate profession. Thank you for sharing that journey, Paras. It's beautiful and inspiring. So, what can an individual signing up for the Mindfulness Practitioner app gain? From this app, I wish to reach many people across the globe who can instantly find peace and tranquility, reduce the internal chatter which leads to stress and learn to deal with self and others with heightened awareness. Individuals can find an easy and quick way to heal their inner child, work on their fears and impressions they have made about themselves. Encourage the brain to sow positive thoughts and come out in life as a winner. This app can work with your unconscious or blind spot and heal you naturally. The music, contents, voice are all well thought to make you feel better and calmer from inside out. Interesting. So, according to you, what should the journey be? Do they already need to know meditation or have practiced it before signing up on the app? Or can they begin from the app itself? The journey can start with assessing through the app what are the areas they wish to work on. 
They can select few from the menu. They can listen to it in a very quiet environment using their headphones and practice at least one audio file a day and continue to listen for three to four weeks. Write down their reflections in the comment section. It's an easy and safe way to connect. Make sure you're not doing any activity or being in the bathtub or driving a car or operating machinery. It needs to be in the bed or lying on your sofa or sitting on a comfortable chair. We also offer one month free for few audio files. You can test and try. And if you feel connected, you can further purchase on monthly or yearly subscription at a very low cost. Also, if you have any more question, do check the FAQ section in the app or website. Thank you, Boris, for that. I sense that meditations are a critical aspect of mindfulness practitioner. What happens when one meditates using the audio files in the app? Meditation is one of the ways to gain control of the mind. With today's scientific methods available, scientists have proven with brain scans on how meditation can help slow down the activity of the brain. From high frequency beta waves that are common when we live in survival mode or in anxiety or stress in today's world, even a few minutes of mindfulness meditation has shown a sharp decrease in beta waves in the brain. The frontal lobe or the prefrontal cortex responding for logic and reasoning goes offline with meditation. The parietal lobe responsible for sensory information linked to our environment, surroundings, time and space slows down with meditation. The thalamus that signals the brain based on sensory information slows down to a trickle with meditation. With reduced activity in the brain after meditation, an individual can experience better clarity, less anxiety, more creativity and compassion. Beautiful. And can you tell us a little bit more about brainwaves and mindfulness. To first understand how sounds can impact brainwaves, let us understand the four fundamental forms of brainwaves. They are beta, associated with high level of alertness and arousal, while alpha waves is associated with a state of wakeful relaxation, slower and lower in frequency than beta. Theta, associated with your deep relaxation, non-REM sleep. The theta waves of consciousness are active when we find ourselves in between the stages of sleep and wakefulness. While delta waves is associated with slow, low frequency brain waves, associated with stage three and four, 
of D non-REM sleep. So higher the frequency of brain waves, higher is the arousal. It is proven that exposure to sound waves affect brain wave patterns. And it is this science behind the sound waves we use in our meditations in mindfulness practitioner too. The music used has binaural beats, a technique that combines two different sound frequencies. When we are exposed to two different frequencies, our brain tunes into its own frequency. That is the difference between the two sounds. This triggers a slowdown in the brain waves and makes way for deeper relaxation. Right. So the sound waves are created in such a way so as to allow listeners to naturally get into the deep meditative state and gain most out of it. That sounds wonderfully blissful. So Paris, what can listeners today expect out of this podcast series? The objective through this series is to create awareness about the various emotions human beings process on any given day and then address how each of them can be holistically processed and tackled with mindfulness. We're not going to be just talking about it at a superficial level but at a scientific level to help listeners relate to what happens within their body so that they can consciously choose and live mindfully every day. That sounds exciting. So that is it from our side, listeners. Stay tuned as we have some exciting content coming your way in Demystifying Mindfulness. The podcast is available on the Mindfulness Practitioner app or on leading podcast platforms. You could also stay connected with Matrix and other personal development content across their website, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Vimeo, Instagram, or Facebook. Stay tuned, as in the next episode, we will be speaking about the seven powerful emotions and how mindfulness can help us channelize them. Until we meet again, this is Shweta and Paris, signing off, hoping you have a mindful week ahead. Namaste.